0: Welcome to Direct Line, with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion, and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line, and now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler.
1: Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, March 16, and there is no Stephanie Spangler this morning. Mm. It's all guys in the studio. <laughs> uh, I got my friends Miles Clark and Chris Lawler with me. Garrett, of course, is spinning the dials for us. But Stephanie's hanging out with uh, grandparents mm. or, or with grandchildren, excuse yeah. me. She's the grandma in Florida. So we uh, just wish her nothing but the best. But uh, Chris and Miles, welcome back to Direct Thank Line. You. Hey,
2: thanks. Good to you. I think be we're getting in.
1: close to 10 times Probably. something along yeah. those lines yeah. as we begin year four of Direct Line. And I want to dive right in this morning. Uh, Chris, you sent us a couple articles when we were kind of talking through this, and both articles are intriguing. I think the one that jumped out at me the most was what the church can Mm. and cannot provide. And we live in the day of the consumer mindset, the consumer mentality. And, um, you know, what am I going to get if I go to Crossroads? What am I going to get if I go to Catlin? What am I going to get if I go to Second Church? That's not to say everybody is there, but I think that's kind of the mindset that's out there. It's a
3: growing mindset. And -hmm. and I
1: got to tell you, it's something that
3: is um,
1: frustrating Mm -hmm. for me because I I don't think that is the purpose of the church. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, before we even get to the article, Chris, you say it's a growing mindset. Why is
3: it a growing mindset? Um, I I almost think, and I don't I, I don't think this is actually the cause. But look at our culture. What are the shows that are so popular? Um, America's Got Talent, or American Idol, or even mm-hmm. these cooking shows. I'm not a cooking show guy, but right. I have folks in my family love. Them. Right. What is it? it? Is people perform? Whether okay. it's perform, they make a meal, or they make a song, yeah. or they do a trick. They perform, and what do then people do? People they, judge. Yeah, they vote you have, on them. Yeah. You vote. You have this judging, like we will tell you whether we like it or not whether it's right. good or not right i don't think those are the cause but i think if you look culturally that is kind of that idea has even crept into the church is yeah. i will you you guys pray and plan and 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 create something on the morning or or mm-hmm. as we do and and that that idea of my job isn't really to engage it it's to judge it right and i do see that kind of idea in culture and it's crept into the church of really i'm gonna just my determination of whether it's good is whether i like it whether it meets my satisfaction and i'll judge it from a from a safe distance Mm
1: -hmm. miles you've been doing ministry a long time Mm -hmm. is it worse today or has it always been like that do you think
2: oh i i definitely think it's it's worse today but i i do think that that's been a you know, we used to joke about years ago the you know the guy that meets you at the back of the <laughs> you know at the, at the church doors and and basically says either nice show preacher or <laughs> nice yeah. talk or yeah. mm-hmm. and, and so I think there's always been a little bit of that uh, mindset but I, I definitely think it's it's getting worse. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see uh, what this article, Brian Moss,
3: I don't know that name. Who is Brian Moss? Do you know, I actually don't. It was just interesting that I was reading the article, or the kind of both articles, when you had said, hey, what's on your guys' mind? Well, (laughs) it's what I'm reading right now, so I don't know him. Well, he's got five, it's a blog post, and uh, he's got
1: five different points, I guess, that he's making. And number one is this, a church is a place to gather weekly for worship, but it's up to me whether I will experience the presence of God. What, what do you hear with that? What what's Moss trying yeah. to describe? Yeah,
3: I would I would not take issue with anything he says in this in this line or in this list, except for this, that that the idea is that that God will choose to reveal himself however and whenever he chooses. And right. so I might have said that a little differently. Yeah. But I think ultimately what he is saying is that when people walk into the building again with that mindset of consumer okay. is whether if it's I will determine whether it was God's presence, whether it was good or it met my, my mm-hmm. needs or, or whatever, but it, it really talks about the idea is that the things we think it's about, it's about whether I like the music, I like the way the preacher's dressed, I like the, you know, drums, no drum, whatever, and then... Then I will passively judge that, but okay. ultimately, really, what it's talking about is that I've got to come in prepared and saying, "I, absolutely, I'm yeah. ready to meet with the Lord. I'm ready yeah. to bring myself, my sins, my struggles to yeah. Him." Yeah, and we oftentimes we don't come with that preparation.
4: Yeah, yeah, and,
2: my, my, I, 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 and I think that's difficult. we've talked about that. With families before, because how do you prepare for children on a Sunday mm. morning and come in with the right sure. in, in the right attitude? How I mean, do you pull I, that I, off? I, I I really don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I look back. You both have one, oh, we had yeah, that's right, we had one. But I I look at my son-in-law and yeah. daughter bringing three boys yeah. who are who are all boys, yeah, and to come in and to properly. And I think part of it is you've got to. You have to uh, spend time. Yeah. I mean, it has to be time, not rush, you know, right. that sort of thing, because you're going to run into those right. problems. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I agree. I think uh, what he's I think what he's pointing at here is we have to come in with the attitude that God is going to speak to me in some way mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So yeah. I had someone
1: tell me not long ago that they cannot worship with hymns that they they need the no. traditional i mean for them That, you know, if it's not in a certain room, if it's not with a certain level of darkness, if it's not with a certain atmosphere, they can't worship. Mm. And I responded by saying that I just radically disagreed with that and that I really think that when you get right down to it, I would say for me, I can worship in any context, in any place, with any kind of song, as long as it's, you know, legit, as long as it's It's giving praise to to God. and, And he said, I have a hard time believing that that's true. He said, I realize wow. why you're saying that, but he said, I have a hard time believing that you don't have a preference. I said, I didn't say I don't mm-hmm. have a preference, mm-hmm. but I'm saying, you know, my kids serve now at an Anglican church. It's a lot different mm-hmm. than Crossroads, Catlin, or Second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. January 1st worship was incredible, but I think my heart was in the right place. So I think that's yeah. what he's getting at. He yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely.
3: And, I, and I think a couple of things, one is in, in one of the kind of one of his responses to this his point was worship is not singing; it is surrendering. Yeah, yes. and yes. so that that is true on Sunday morning. It's true yeah. on Tuesday afternoon. Right. Um. And and agree. I agree with what you're saying. Is that it's not about style. One every once in a while, you guys as preachers, you're like say something. You're like, oh, that's good. Right. Years ago, I said it came across as that that worship is not about the tempo of our music. It's about the temperament of our heart towards God. And I'm like, yeah. hey, that was good. Yeah. And I think that's reality is are we surrendering? Are we coming in and saying, wow, I'm convicted, I'm challenged, I'm going right. to make this change? Or am I simply saying right. it was too hot, too cold, right. too yeah. fast, too slow, too right. loud, too whatever? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Hey, the
1: second thing he says is a church is a family I can belong to. I like that. He says, but it's up to me to develop friendships. And uh, what do you think
3: about that, Chris? Oh, um, I, I think there is a lot of truth. I would say that a church also, the the body, has a responsibility to be looking, to be ministering, to making sure we're reaching out and we're not cliquish. So so there is a responsibility for every believer to make sure that we are on the lookout to, to connect the disconnected, to love those that, that are hurting. And so, so we have responsibility, but there is truth is that is that sometimes we we look and say, well, no one invested in me. No one called me. no. Well, maybe, mm-hmm. but have you invested in someone? Have right. you called someone? Mm-hmm. Have you ministered to someone? Have you taken someone to lunch? And so I'm not even talking primarily the visitor here. I'm talking about the Christ follower. It's like, well, again, right? We, we, nobody took care of me. Right. Well, right. maybe, and, and so there's room for that discussion. But what are you doing? Are you investing? Are you serving? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the, I think that's absolutely true. I think we... I,
2: I think we have to have avenues uh, uh, distinctly to draw people in. Right. But ultimately, it's their. Um, it's the ball's their in action. their court, that, right? That's, that's right. Absolutely. And so to just simply say, no one said hello to me, well, who did you? you know? And I'd, I'd say I,
1: this you're not going to build deep friendships, deep Christian relationships. By only attending Sunday morning worship right. Right. services, right. you know, even if you have a three or four minute fellowship time in the middle, which I know some churches have moved mm-hmm. toward, uh, I tell people all the time, you need a smaller gathering, mm-hmm. whether yes. it's a Bible school class or a yep. Connect group or mm-hmm. a rooted group, whatever it may be. And and I've challenged some people when they're saying there's not a group that fits me, I've said start one, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Reach out to three or four friends, three mm-hmm. or four guys. Yep. You never know yep. where it'll lead. Yeah, right. have take take the risk. Yep. Number 3. A church is a place where gifted teachers will explain the Bible. You guys are gifted teachers and can apply it to my life, but it's up to me to align my life with God's truth, man. I love that. Yeah. Miles,
2: what do you think? Actually, I want to uh I love what how he explains part. I'm not being fed. Right. I mean that that's kind right. of the uh, what he 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 deals with here. Yeah. And I, and I have heard that a number of times yeah. of people who have come to crossroads, I wasn't being fed. Right. And I often tell my wife, well mark my words, yeah. within a few years they same, will say same the call. same thing. <laughs> same
1: challenge. Yeah.
2: And and so I love something a friend of mine Kenny Kenny Smith said at one yeah. point. If if you aren't being fed, then you're not sitting close enough to the table. Mm, there you go. And and I think that's a part of what he's saying here, is it's up to us. Yeah. To align ourselves to to God's truth, yeah. And
3: so, Chris, mm-hmm. any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you said it well, Miles. I would just I would say that oftentimes, th- this is one that probably resonated the most is just that um, I think I I think the most mature people in my life, the people who walk most closely to Jesus, have that amazing capacity to draw truth out of, out of like even the most simple, simple devotion or, or they could say, boy, you said this in the sermon really, really drew that out. I'm like, man, your summary of my sermon was 10 times better than my sermon. (laughs) Yeah. But it's because they were in that place. They're already eaten Monday through Friday and Mm -hmm. Saturday. I think people come in so hungry because they're not feeding themselves during the week. They're not many times not reading scripture, not worshiping, not praying, not talking to the Lord. They come in on Sunday. They're, they're spiritually famished um, and then they think, I'm going to get filled up right. completely by yeah. this guy's 30 to 40-minute message. That's going to mm-hmm. do enough for seven right. minutes. But it's the people yeah. who eat every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that yeah. they come in, they're like, man, I love what you said about yeah. I'm like, wow, that yeah. that
1: was a good insight. It was right. better
3: than mine. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and the
1: whole idea, he references James one twenty two, one of the great single mm-hmm. verses in all of Scripture that says, do not merely mm-hmm. listen to the word it and it so deceive yep. yourselves. Mm-hmm. Do what it says. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, you can have all the Bible study that you can listen to daily devotions every day (laughs) if it's not changing behavior. That's right. You know, I listened to a testimony not long ago of someone that talked about a lifelong pornography addiction. Mm. And, And his takeaway was finally, I had to get to the point to where I said, I knew all the Bible verses, right? I, I was going to church through all of this. I had to get to the point to where I said, I truly am bringing change to my life. That's why I'm so passionate about a ministry like Celebrate Recovery right. oh, yeah. right. that helps yeah. people overcome the hurts and the hang-ups yeah. and the mm-hmm. habits. Well, you
3: look and you think, I mean, something, a simple passage like, love, you know, Jesus said, you know, you've heard it said, love your neighbor, but hate your enemy. Yeah. But I say, love your enemy, pray. That is an easy thing to memorize. It's easy love easy thing enemy. to say, love your enemy, pray for them. But do you but, put it in but practice? But am I walking yeah. out yeah. and loving my enemy? Until right. that you can hear it a hundred times
1: we right. got to do it right yeah number 4 he says a church is a place where i can use my gifts passions skills personality and life experiences to serve but it's up to me to become a servant man that is spot mm. on you know yeah. and again that's kind of heart language you yeah. know am i yeah. willing to do whatever it takes to serve. and mm-hmm. I think that's the change agent that I've seen for some people that have been lifelong church goers, mm. really saw a radical change in their walk with Jesus mm. when they started serving. Oh, you know, absolutely. Where they started saying, you know, here yeah. I am, Lord, send me. Here's the yeah. last one. A church is a place where I have the chance to change the world by fulfilling the Great Commission, but it's up to me to actually become a person of impact. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe my favorite on this list, yeah. you know, Yeah. because yeah. I think yeah. a lot of times we think that's the preacher's job, that's the elder's mm. job, that's the mm-hmm. paid staff's job, and Jesus said to all of us, you go be my witnesses. He that's said right. to all of us, you go yep. and make disciples. Right. So. Yeah.
3: yeah, literally had that conversation recently, someone was along those lines. Yeah, I yeah. It was, yeah. it was, I it was but, we, but, but we expect our preacher to dot, dot, dot. But right. the scripture expects us all right. to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not say
1: preacher shouldn't do it, Agreed. but you know, um, I'll never forget Gary Johnson, you guys know Gary Johnson yeah. from mm-hmm. E2 Elder, he talked about a, a gal that came to him and said, my dad's on his deathbed. I need you to get in your car and drive you know, to the north side yeah. of Indianapolis and pray with him. He doesn't know Jesus. And Gary right. said, I'm not going to do it. Right. And she was crushed. And he said, you're going to do it. You're going to get in your car. Well, he won't listen to me. She said, no, or he said, no one is better equipped than you to talk to your dad about Jesus than right. you are. That's right. That's right. And she went and she did it. Right. Yep. And, and I think sometimes um, that's the crutch that people lean on is it's going to be too uncomfortable. It's going to be <laughs> too Mm. difficult or again that's just why we pay someone else to do it right right Mm. hey good stuff let's go to break when we come back the articles will continue to flow it's thursday march 16 miles clark chris lawler and greg taylor you're listening to direct line and we'll be right back after this
0: robinson chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care robinson chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion plus regular alignments just make you feel better Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com, that's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O O.com.
5: Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647.
6: Hi, I'm Linda Darby and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families.
1: And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame,
3: it's going to be great!
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, March 16, and Garrett, I missed the memo this morning. I, I didn't get the memo to wear a striped hoodie. Guys, you look great. Thanks, thanks. Kind of got the Twinkie thing going. Uh, my wife just texted me. She goes, "Are you yeah. Miles wearing the same shirt?" Yeah, I love it, man. I think it's great. I think it's good stuff. Hey, we could not do Direct Line without some incredible sponsors. I am so very thankful for Dean and Gina Crandall from Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tank Wash. Uh, they give away their commercial every week to the Women's Care Clinic. Mm. So thankful for Hans Tank Wash. The Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, they just do a great job. Bill and Mary Lou Knight, they lead Lakewood Insurance. My friends Chris and Dacia Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, and Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Uh, thankful for each and every one of them. Guys, I want to talk about something super spiritual right now, and that is March Madness. That's Mm -hmm. right. That's right. Are you guys excited? I'm looking at it as we speak. Do you? Yeah? Yeah. You know, they say that today and tomorrow are the two least productive work days of the I, year I sure in many sectors. True. Now, with the um, ability to watch on your computer and watch online, I think there's a lot of people that are quote-unquote working in their office, mm-hmm. but also watching yeah. hoops oh, along yeah. the way. Uh, of course, our fighting Illini. I'm an eye fan. I don't know if you guys are Illini fans or not. But, um, Sometimes. you know, it's <laughs> been an up-and-down year. It really has. Um, I'm surprised the amount of optimism that's out mm. there. Uh, I've I got a couple buddies that you know. Uh, Miles headed to Des Moines today, yeah. Jeff Mayfield being one oh, of them. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm just having a hard time getting on that Optimistic uh, yeah. bandwagon bus, but um, we'll see how it plays out. But the important question I have is, who's going to the Final Four? Chris, do you? Well, do I you know I'm bringing it up as okay. we speak. So know. if you haven't filled out a bracket yet, there's still time. You got till eleven o'clock. That's Garrett, right. You got a bracket?
7: I sure okay, do. Okay, I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to hear from
3: all you guys. <laughs> all right, so, Chris, got, who's your Final Four? Uh, I have got Alabama, Marquette, Houston, and Gonzaga. And who do you have winning it all? I have Houston. Houston winning, winning yeah. it all.
1: Okay, Miles, what do you yeah. think, buddy?
2: Well, I've got Baylor. Um, I'm trying to think of. There's a fourth one that okay. I. Okay, that's don't, all right. Yeah, because I haven't filled out a bracket yet. Yeah, but I'm choosing Baylor, which is number three yeah. seed. Yeah. Um, yeah, And then I've got uh, Houston, and I also have Purdue going to. The okay, final four. I know that that's. Hey, um, they're good, man, yeah. and they are
1: close. We but, got
2: some Purdue fans that listen every week. But Houston is. Uh, I, I agree with Chris. I yeah. think Houston is going to win. All right.
1: Garrett, what do you think? Give us your wisdom, buddy.
0: Alabama, Kansas State, Texas, and Kansas. And who's winning it all? Uh, it's going to be Alabama against Texas in the final, with Alabama taking it. Okay, yeah. and here's my final four. So
1: don't pick these four because this will <laughs> not turn out to be correct. But I've got Alabama and Texas and Marquette and Gonzaga, and I've got Alabama winning it all. And you know, at one time, I thought Alabama was a football school, <laughs> right? <laughs> but they've really uh, that's that's why
0: I'm going with them. This the they, they had a basketball world yeah. by
1: storm. You know, the cool thing about this, Miles, I don't know if you remember or not, but. For years, Lincoln would make trips uh, north to play Maranatha mm. Baptist Bible College. Oh, yeah. And Alabama's coach at one time coached at Maranatha. I don't did know, know really? if you know that or no, not. He hey, did not. yeah. So uh-uh. when he was just starting out, so Watertown, Wisconsin, I believe. So um, don't, don't know anything about him now. Don't know much about the team other than they are ridiculously good. And this is a, a pretty uh, special couple days. For people
3: that like college basketball, Mm -hmm. I
1: love, love. March Madness. Yes. Yes. I don't watch. Yeah. I don't yeah. watch
3: any time yeah. rest of the year, but I love this time. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Now
1: I know people that every time I do a segment like this, they let me know how much they couldn't care less, <laughs> and they don't fill out a bracket, and they don't watch a minute. And God bless you, people, as well. But it is a couple uh, very special days.
0: I will say real quick, if yeah. if you don't like March Madness and you don't pay attention, fill out a bracket because those are the people that usually do good. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You get the
3: lady that picks the mascots or
1: something yes.
0: like that.
3: That that wins. You get, it all. Well, yeah. I'm tot- hey, I'm calling out my father-in-law. Yeah. He says he listens, but uh, he, you know, he's like, we, we've got a a, a, a group where is that he's Mark? in it. That's Mark, yeah. And he, uh, he's like, yeah, I got mine in. I just hit autofill. <laughs> I go, you did what? He goes, autofill. It's there. I go, you're going to end up winning, and then we're going to have to hear about it because you clicked autofill. Yeah. So does the autofill yeah. just pick all the lower, all the better seeds? There's three options, and okay. one is just basically is all seed related. Yeah, and that's what yeah. he he goes. I went with that one just wow. based on. And so that probably won't work out, but if it does, we'll never hear the end of it. Okay.
2: one, One last. I say go, Howard. Yeah,
3: there you go. There you They're go. they
2: playing Kansas.
1: There I you think. go. I love it. Yeah. Knock so. them off. There's been one time in the history of the tournament that mm. a 16 mm. beat a 1. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen today. No, but I don't either, take it. It'd be pretty awesome. It would be. Hey, one more thing before we go to our second break. The Chosen mm. Season 3 is out. Chris, I know you uh, describe yourself
3: as a fan of The Chosen. Yeah. What do you yeah. think of Season 3? I love it. Um, I love—I um, I think the only pushback that—or the, the primary pushback I hear on The Chosen is just that, you know, it's it's not a literal verse-by-verse representation of Scripture. It's not meant to be. It's a yep. story right. doing their best, and Christ follower, you know, um, as a director and producer, but— uh, is trying to tell the story of Jesus in a compelling way. Yeah. But what I love about season three is it challenge. It is dealing with the hard questions right. that you have, that right. I have, that our church folks have, that that Christians have, that non Christians have. Yeah. And it doesn't talking about this doesn't shy away. Right. It doesn't shy away from really difficult questions that very likely his disciples would have had. Right. And it man it makes it. Mm-hmm. I love that they don't have clean, quick Sunday school answers. Right. It, it's really grappling with the humanity. Issues, right? I love it. Yeah, Miles. I haven't watched
2: enough of season three to yeah. to make a judgment, but um, if that's if that is the dir- you know direction that it, it seems to be going, I think um, it, it's it's very. First of all, I think it's very beneficial to anyone who is wanting to grow in a relationship with Christ. I have witnessed it be beneficial to people who are. Um, Coming to Christ, who are seeking Christ, right? And so it'll be interesting um, as I get farther into the season. I I don't
1: know if you guys listen to podcasts or not, but Ed Stetzer had (laughs) Dallas Jenkins on probably a month ago, just talking through it and specifically addressing some of the criticisms that Mm -hmm. are out there. And you know they've dealt with all kinds of pushback, and I would call it hate, quite honestly, a lot. And and one of the things that Dallas Jenkins said is this is not meant to replace. Your studying of mm. God's word. This is meant to supplement it mm-hmm. and to push for me, you to it. And yeah. when I when I'm watching, especially season three, my Bible is open mm, or my sure. my iPad is sure. open. Right. I'm, I'm sure. Your BibleGateway.com, and I, I'm watching, and I've yet to find something that I would say contradicts Scripture.
4: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Now, they right. do take liberty. You know, mm-hmm. M- Matthew is presented as someone that would be on the, the spectrum. spectrum. Um, I don't have a problem but with that's that. What,
3: and I love how Dallas said it once, is yeah. what we want to do is where we take liberties, we want to do it within the realm of possibility. Right, right, it right. Is, this could be it, – it, right. is, it is not in any way taking right. liberty with something we know, right. but rather it's we know Peter yeah. was – married. Did they have the particular marriage issue that they struggled? with? I don't know, but he was married, so probably. Mm -hmm. But you can see in season three, and I don't want to give it away for people that haven't
1: watched it, but I mean, season three had me in tears watching Peter's wife and Mm. Peter and the the challenge of going and doing ministry and being on fire for doing ministry, Mm -hmm. but potentially neglecting the home front. I mean, haven't we all felt that? I felt that, you know?
2: Absolutely. Some
1: of my deepest regrets in life are Mm -hmm. that there were times I should have been with my kids, or I should have been with my wife, and Not I was sure.
3: at the church, or
2: sure. whatever it may be. Little
1: so. James,
3: there is probably the longest monologue, or I guess it's dialogue, yeah. in the entire series so far is Jesus yeah. and Little James. Yeah.
1: Now talk about Little James, because people aren't going to know um, what you're talking about uh, here. Of
3: his disciples, there's two named James. Mm. One is the greater, we see that in Scripture, and mm. one is the lesser, probably speaking and of their James size. James the greater is
1: James... Part of Peter James Correct. and John. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And so, just they the, in the in the show. That's good. Good call. The the one that's more diminutive is Little right. James. Yeah,
1: James yeah. son of Alphaeus, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and he deals with a specific ailment that we in don't show. know in the show. In the show. Right. But again, I, I just thought it was great how mm. they've humanized it in so many ways. So, sure. um, we'll see. To me, it is really encouraged people to go and see in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What is it about this woman that had the issue of blood? What Mm -hmm. is it about, you know, the the storm and the walking on the water? What is it about the feeding of the 5,000? It cannot be bad to have a solid representation of right. Jesus in our culture right now. Yep, it is. Yep. now yeah. Now, uh, just confession time. Uh, we've been preaching through the Gospel of Mark. We started last summer. We picked it up a couple weeks ago. And I'm at Mark chapter 13. And Mark chapter 13 is the chapter most preachers skip when they uh, go through the Gospel of Mark. And mm-hmm. man, at Thursday morning, 8.34 a.m., I am struggling with the message this week. So uh, say a prayer for me, my friends. <laughs> hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about another article that was put out by Tom Rayner. He says there's four types of church members mm-hmm. in the American Church 2023. Mm-hmm. I found it fascinating. You're listening to Direct Line Thursday, March 16. Greg with my friends Miles Clark and Chris Lawler and we'll be right back after this.
7: IPC
0: Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermilion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R O B C H I R dot com.
5: Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 260 5647.
4: This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule.
2: McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money.
4: With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at McHire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 W D A N. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, March 16. It's Greg. No Steph. She's in Florida, hanging out with her grandchildren. But Miles Clark and Chris Lawler, my ministry friends, are with us. Miles, you serve at Crossroads Christian Church. You have for a very, very long time. <laughs> tell uh, yeah. tell people that are listening if they want to connect with you at Crossroads. How do they pull that off?
2: Uh, well, they can uh, they can email me uh, uh, or, or are you talking about actually connecting yeah,
1: or, or just services yeah. whatever yeah yeah find oh, okay. out more about it yeah uh, we have yeah. a
2: Thursday night service yeah. uh, which is at six thirty okay okay and um, we're actually going to be relaunching it in April okay okay um, we are uh, it'll be after Easter the week after Easter we will be in our Commons and so oh, okay we're moving kind of making it. So you don't feel as... Lost, yeah. in the in big, big room. dude. You got
1: a huge auditorium, yeah, and and I love that you guys use it like the FCA what was there yeah. uh, last and, week. Women's um, care the women's care clinic is going to be there at the end of April. I right. love that room, yeah. But you also have a Sunday morning service,
2: yes, and it's at nine o'clock. Okay, all right, That's and then great. there are some Sunday school classes, uh, Bible classes yeah. afterwards. That's awesome, so, man. Yeah.
1: And you're on North Vermillion,
2: uh, thirty six thirteen, yeah, <laughs> North,
1: not North far from Vermilion. Meyer. Is that right? Yeah.
2: We're the old Big R building. The old we'll Big R that. building, yeah, for those it's, it's who've been it's around. Not, it's not far from Meyer, just a couple blocks yeah. down. That's so, great. And Chris,
3: Catlin Church of Christ. Tell us about Catlin Church of Christ. Yeah. Um, we have our services at 9 and 1030 on Sundays. Um, and one of the things we're really excited about right now as we're putting together all of our Holy Week stuff is, is our Good Friday service uh, this year. We, we're really excited about something that we're doing that is new. Um, it's it's not like a like a Passover meal or a Seder meal or anything like that, but we're really gonna gonna have kind of an interactive opportunity, a okay. uh, hands-on yeah. um opportunity to see the connection between this really odd story in the old testament of of Pharaoh and plagues and, and Passover and and hmm. all of that and connect it even ultimately to communion and to the cross. And and so it really will not be one person teaching and talking. It'll it'll be very family. Friendly, but also very interactive. And yeah. um, that'll be at 7 o'clock on Good Friday. That's
2: awesome. Oh,
1: cool. and, and Miles, how long have you served at Crossroads?
2: Um, well, I've been at Crossroads. I think it's been... What has it been? Uh, 13 years. Okay. But uh, 23 years total. total. Because your at...
1: church is actually a merger of uh-huh. uh, uh, the Old, Old Union.
2: Union. Old Union Church of Christ and Northland Christian Northland Church. Northland
1: Christian Church. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. man. That's great. Chris, and how long
3: have you been at Catlin, brother? We have just started our seventh year. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, good
3: deal. Looking to have, uh, they say that some of the, the best stuff happens after you've told the congregation you're gonna stick around. Yeah. So we're starting well, number seven. You
1: know, you say that, but the average ministry length in American churches is not very long. Nope, I mean, no. it used nope. to be four years mm-hmm. for preachers and it, it was less for, you know, associate yeah, ministers. Yeah. So uh, the fact that you are in year seven, you know, that's almost we're double, exciting. you know? Yeah, so yeah. Miles, you're off the charts, brother. Well, long time, yeah. man, that's great.
2: Yeah, yeah that's, that's not the first time
3: you've ever been told you're off the charts,
1: right? Yeah, it just like you're off the reservation. That's exactly
2: right.
3: <laughs>
1: Well, hey, there's an article that came out by Tom Rainer. Tom Rainer does uh, research mm-hmm, for LifeWay. Mm-hmm. It's a Baptist organization. I, I love Tom yep. Rainer. I have several of his books. He has several very easy-to-read books. Quick like some. I Am a Church Member, I Will, mm-hmm. Autopsy of a Deceased mm-hmm. Church. If you are a leader, a Christian leader, church leader in this community, and you'd like a copy of one of those books, I have an abundance mm-hmm. of those books. I'd love to get you one. Just stop by Second Church or reach out to me.
2: Have you have you read the one he refers to here I am a Christian?
1: I yeah. have not. I have not. I either. do not have no that. Either. I wonder if it's new maybe. Yeah. But I the one that probably impacted my ministry the most I was back in Clinton and we preached through I am a church mm-hmm. member. We've done and similar, yeah. It's excellent. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the challenges with the American church is the American governmental system is just all over the American church. And and a lot of people, when I say that, they're like, well, shouldn't it be? And the answer is not if you're, you know, biblically driven, not if you're saying we are a New Testament church, whatever that may be. And, you know, I I was talking to another preacher just this week, really discouraged. And he said, I've just got a coalition of people. They want to vote. On everything. Yeah,
2: I, I just had that question yesterday. Yeah, is yeah. there anything in Scripture where yeah. I, I said, yeah. "Yeah, I mean, and and to me, the burden of proof are are should be on those who drive the idea that yeah. that the American church should that member you know members right. should be able to vote on every everything. everything, right? And I'm like, show me that, right, right. And and so and show me but, practically
3: yeah. why that would be a good idea.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well but again i think for a lot of people the word they hear, that i hear from them it's my right right I have mm-hmm. the right, mm-hmm. right. and um, at the end of the day, I would challenge you read through books like First and Second Timothy mm-hmm. and Titus. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, read through the Book of Acts. We're going to preach through the Book of Acts this summer, kind of the birthday of the yep. church. And I don't think you're going to find a lot of voting. Yeah,
3: I mm-hmm. think somebody somebody once told me that a wise leader will, and, and this is not talking down to the congregation right. because right. it's just right. the it's the it's the it's the words of Scripture. But a wise leader, a wise shepherd will listen to the sheep. Yeah. Absolutely. We would be wise to talk yeah. to, listen to, have mm-hmm. their heart. Yeah. But that doesn't mean yeah. that, hey, we're going to paint this room yeah. and we need a we need a 90% approval. You yeah. know, right. or like, right. I just yeah. don't think that's the way yeah. good leadership
1: works. Yep, absolutely. So anyway, Rainer in it says there's four kinds of church members in the, uh, the church today in America. Core, marginal, fading, and cultural. And here's how he describes them. He says a core member is someone that they are engaged three to four times a month Mm -hmm. so basically they're there every Sunday Mm -hmm. and he says about 30% of your church would be in that core category I hope he's wrong with that percentage Mm -hmm. number okay I hope he is wrong but he does a lot of research he Mm -hmm. does a lot of study he said the marginal folks are one to two times a month and he said that's about 25% of your church so you have those two groups together that's 55% barely Mm -hmm. you know half Uh, then he says you have those that are fading and he said they are four to ten times a year Um, and I think there's a lot of people that over the last three years have moved into that category maybe they were core or they were marginal and now they're fading Mm -hmm. and then he said you've got your cultural crowd one to three times a year that's 20 Mm -hmm. percent and that would be probably your Sunday Christmas and uh, Mm -hmm. Easter Sunday folks Um, thoughts about this do you you think he's right
2: well I I look at our I look at our membership okay so though or, or when I say membership it's uh, based on those who identify with crossroads mm. in yeah. some way yeah okay yeah and when I look at it that's about the the 55 percent is about what our regular attendance yeah. is yeah. yeah and so uh, so maybe I don't, maybe think, he's he, I don't it. think he's far
1: off okay with okay so. Chris, thoughts? What do you think, man?
3: Yeah, I think the way, and obviously we don't have time to to give all the paragraphs. You guys can check this right. out. Maybe you can give in the show notes Blank or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. But um, is I think that in general there is truth that the person who is most likely to serve is probably within the core. They they miss very infrequently. Mm-hmm. They struggle. Like, hey, hey, we're gonna we're gonna. It hurts to miss. We hate to miss that sort right. of thing. But the further you get away from that center, is the easier it is to miss. It. Is, you know, I've heard kind of the attitude over the years of, Hey, I love the church. And when life slows down, when my kids sport thing is done, yes. when we're done with the yes. season of my life, right. man, we are gonna get more involved. And I have tracked that over plus twenty plus years of ministry. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. Usually it doesn't. Right. It's it's those things become more and more the church becomes less and less mm-hmm. to a point where it's then they become cultural. Yeah. That's my church when I when I if I go, that's my church. Mm-hmm. If there's a funeral, it's needed. And not that those things are bad, but it's almost always I've seen that it, the core tend to be most active. But then I do see that shift away in, yeah, in other areas. Yeah. Well, I, I saw these this article as overlapping
2: with the articles mm-hmm. that first one, yeah, 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 yeah. that we yeah. talked about earlier. And and I I just you know that the idea of connection. I'm getting ready to. To preach uh, about Levi, yeah. calling of Levi mm-hmm. and Zacchaeus, yeah. okay, um, it's interesting some of the yeah. the overlap yeah. there because yeah. they were both tax collectors, right? But Levi's name actually means attached, okay, okay. and and so, but it isn't interesting that he wasn't mm. to his own people. Yep. he was mm-hmm. not a- attached, right? And then Jesus, you know, it it turns everything. that around, yeah, yeah. but. So one of the aspects I'm going to be talking about is how important um, being connected. Mm. Yeah, that we can't do this by ourselves. Right. Right. And and I think you know that's what happens is and it goes back to the fading people. They're they're not willing to take the steps to stay connected. Right. Why do you think that is?
1: Why are so many resistant? To do just that. What what is is
2: it a fear? Is it? I do think there's a fear of some responsibility. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, um, okay. Accountability. Easy in, easy, in, easy out. That's, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, how often that's been said about larger congregations? Yeah. I mean it, that people can go and get lost. Yeah. Or be or not not be easily detected. Right. You know. And right. And not missed and, or what? Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. But that's true even in. In mind, yeah, and 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 I said it's been said. That's right, absolutely. But but I think it's it it is true across the board, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, That is one of the reasons uh, at our church. One of the things, and I will I will to my last breath believe this that that one of my roles is as as it is as a pastor. I get that. But the role of caring for the church is the responsibility of the church, Absolutely. all of us. Absolutely. And that is one of the things I've been teaching and we've been structuring. Yeah. And one of the things, the larger pastoral focus in our church, not just me, but all of us has been, is who's missing. Yeah. We won't chase in the sense of you don't want to be here, we won't force, right. but we will do everything we can to say you've been missed. What's going yeah. on? We, we notice you're not here. Right. We mm-hmm. miss, there are, there are right. no doubt. Um, but I think that's a huge part. So some people are easy out, yeah. but then they turn around like, well, no one came after right, me. Right, right, <laughs> well,
1: right. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, good stuff. Hey, one thing I want to just throw out there, I mentioned uh, Sunday services. I lead a Bible study every Tuesday. It's called the Oasis Bible Study, Mm -hmm. 10 a.m. A lot of the people are second church people, but we have people from other churches that just want to be a part of a midweek Bible study. Uh, We've been averaging about 70, so it's a a good group. We're going to do a really short three-week series starting this Tuesday, so if you've never been a part Mm -hmm. of a Bible study like this, you could give it a look with a very low three-week commitment, but Mm -hmm. we're looking at Erwin Lutzer's book, The Christ from the Cross, mm-hmm. where he looks at yeah. the seven yeah. different yeah. statements that yep. Jesus makes. And, you know, some of them are encouraging, like, Father, forgive them. They don't yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. Some of them are heartbreaking, like, My God, my God, mm. yeah. why have you forsaken me? Yeah. Some of them uh just bring so a tear human. to your eye. Yeah. You know, this is your mother, this is your yeah. son. Yeah. And then some of them are uh, you know, the source of our victory when he says it is finished. finished. You know, yeah. so anyway. Just something to throw out there if you're looking for a um, season of Lent Bible study, 10 a.m. Tuesdays at Second Church in the Next Gen Auditorium. We'd love to have you come and join us. So, hey, we're going to take our final break. And when we come back, I want to talk about The Office. Did you Mm. guys watch The Office ever?
2: I didn't much. But but my daughter, uh, Robbie Ketcher's side, they're they're all... Yeah. crazy about
1: stephanie's them. gonna hate me forever because she's the biggest office mm. fan that i know but i couldn't save this so <laughs> uh, one one of their stars had an interesting take on what he sees happening in hollywood and i want to get your take on that it's direct line with greg and my friends miles clark and chris lawler thursday march 16 we'll be right back after this
6: hi i'm linda darby and i'm part of the third generation of darby's to own sunset funeral home in memorial park Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families.
1: And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame Plaques and Signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame,
3: it's going to be great!
4: This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's and we are hiring with great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule.
2: McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week or anyone who wants extra spending money.
4: With seven locations McDonald's is close to home with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at McHire.com. McDonald's, We're part of every community.
1: Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen.
6: Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Changing lives one decision at a time.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, March 16. Greg, without Steph. I uh, hope Steph's having a great time in the Sunshine State with her grandchildren. But we are blessed to have in studio Chris Lawler from Catlin, Miles Clark from Crossroads. And so The Office. How would
3: you describe The Office? I, I, I've, I think I've seen one episode. Okay. Of, yeah. All right.
2: All right. I've, I've only seen a couple. I. I, I will say I, I laughed. I yeah. mean, it's it's pretty hilarious. Yeah.
1: Well, I I could not get into it. I mean, I'm an old school Seinfeld guy, and before that, I was a cheers guy. And I've not really been a sitcom guy Mm -hmm. much since then, Mm -hmm. but um, I have multiple staff. And one of your staff, Tegan Goodwin, man, he is in the office. No, he doesn't like it. He loves The Office, man. Yeah, you ought to ask him about it. He's all over it. But I think the guy's name is Rain Wilson. Yeah. Um, I got a picture of him here. Uh, He basically plays David um, in The Office, but he has said that he's really disturbed by the anti-christian bias in Hollywood and here's what he says he says i do think there is an anti Christian bias in Hollywood, as soon as the David character in The Last of Us started reading from the Bible, I knew that he was gonna be a horrific villain. Could there be a Bible reading preacher on a show who is actually loving and kind? And I said he was David on uh, the office. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I, he was I, David on the office. Dwight, is that right? Dwight, Dwight, there like, you go. I'm there I'm you scoring. go. There you go. So um what do you think about that?
3: Is he uh is he out of line? Is he spot on? What's your take on that? I would say, take the chosen out of the equation, because it doesn't count. But I would ask, not having seen The Office or anything yeah. like that, and I don't yeah. think he's talking about that show, but... yeah watch any I would I would love to have someone re, come respond back to the show notes yeah. or something and say yeah. here is a show that's mainline you yeah. know not religious that shows Christianity in a positive, positive way. way yeah that's right um, yeah it yeah. is at best caricatured mm-hmm. Big Simpsons and Ned the Flanders Simpsons. yeah but usually negative yeah. and unenlightened yeah. anti science all of those yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Now I'll mm-hmm. give you an example. The Jesus Revolution movie, hmm. which no. has come out yeah. in the last couple of weeks, it's made forty million dollars. They didn't think it was going to go anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. And every person I have talked to has said, yeah. "Grand Slam, Humrum, I love it. I have seen it. I, I want to go see it again." You guys need to go see it. It's really, really yeah. good. What were you going to say, Miles?
2: No, uh, that is a great example, though, of something in Hollywood that is painting or coming across as a, you know, Kelsey Grammer. Uh, you know, I think I believe his life is. Permanently changed because of the experience you've
1: seen some of those interviews with him man. Mm -hmm. They are touching the way that he was
2: moved By how the the chosen has
1: really changed him and impacted Mm -hmm. him But um, I just I find it interesting that um, and and I don't know that rain Wilson is is a Christian necessarily I don't you know, I think think the article
2: indicated he's he's not he is a uh, a New Baha'i. Yeah, kind of a new faith kind of thing. Well, it's the seals and croft that they were a baha'i religion Mm -hmm. which is kind of a mixture of things but
1: i i just think that at the end of the day that's something that if i'm in hollywood we talked a little bit about this last week and I see how Jesus Revolution's doing. Mm-hmm. And I remember back to The Passion of the Course. Sure. And I remember some of the other movies that are made by this family. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you just think from a sheer dollars and cents standpoint, yeah. they would yeah. say, this is the ticket. Let's yeah. go down
3: that road. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know what the actual definition of Hollywood is. I would, is Jesus Revolution, is it of Hollywood or would it be outside of Hollywood? <laughs> I mean, and again, I don't know where that line is, right. but but I wonder to your point, if, if, the, if those in... I think Hollywood, you know, they they butchered the the Exodus movie (laughs) and they butchered the Noah Noah movie. You'd almost think they just from a dollars and cents could look and say, wow, there is a there's a place for this. Mm -hmm. And maybe they don't want to run with it, but they could sponsor Mm -hmm. them. They could pay for them, you know, whatever. But, yeah, very seldom do they want to go down that road. Right.
2: And I don't know. I mean, Jesus revolution may be more of an independent type film as well. it's well, these but...
1: brothers that have made multiple movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can only imagine the, oh, yes. the
2: story of, uh, yeah. what okay. was his name? Um, um, Bart, Bart Millard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, they did the father, I think the movie on the fathers last summer that we showed at okay. your church, right. Miles, yeah. for the women's care okay. clinic. Show okay. me the father, I think. So, they definitely have, but this has exploded. This it's has gone a like. direction that they never thought that it would. Now, I think part of it is you have an actor like Kelsey Grammer. Mm, sure. And I don't mean this disrespectfully. It's going to come off disrespectful you go see some christian projects yep. and it just comes off cheesy you I mean, cringe. I, I, it's hard. I, I hate that mm. i don't like that but yep. that's mm-hmm. just the reality this is legit and even your non christian critics were mm-hmm. saying what a mar- uh, magnificent performance yep. by mm-hmm. this person yeah. and um, I also think that it's compelling because it's the story of what happened
2: mm-hmm. right you know this
1: mm-hmm. is the right. book of Greg Laurie mm-hmm. who was transformed oh my, became yeah. a Christ yeah. follower and it's been made into yeah. a movie Chuck so Smith, I, I think it might be the the perfect storm in a lot of ways it tells of Lonnie Frisbee and mm-hmm. Chuck Smith but um, I just to me I, I think that if I'm a Hollywood exec, Mm-hmm. I need to realize there's a whole bunch of Bible believing Christians out there and they've got money to spend. Yeah. And if we don't make the Christian the lunatic, if we don't right. make the, you know, the yeah. the preacher, or the closet alcoholic, or you know, mm-hmm. whatever it may mm-hmm. be, there's a chance that this is gonna take off. You know, forget about the spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. We'll make a lot of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It makes you wonder if it's not just about money though.
3: Well, mm-hmm. in Hollywood and they 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 say, you know, many of them talk about well, we want to make movies that get people talking that create discussion discussion whether that's true or not I don't know that's what they say right well- this would do Ooh, that. Right. Tell That's the right. real story. This would do that. Absolutely. Mm. Well, Miles and Chris, thanks for joining sure. us today, man. Yeah.
1: It's been awesome having you in studio. Garrett, great job once again. Well Enjoy the March Madness. I'm hoping to be in front of my TV at 3.30 today <laughs> to watch my Fighting I Probably play their final game of the year, but hopefully not. Hopefully they're going <laughs> to pull it out, out that victory. One. Um, good news segment on the way out the door. My daughter, Jordan, turns 27 today. I mm. could not be more proud of her. She's going to make me a grandpa later this summer. Jordan, I hope you have a great day in the greater Kansas City area. Have and beyond. on um, behalf of Chris and Miles, this is Greg saying so long. We'll see you next week.